Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's doing well. Following up on yesterday's conversation, trying to understand where this desire comes from and how to satisfy it. Right? What ends up happening to many of us is as we go through life, we we convert spiritual desires into physical goals. We achieve our goals, or some of our goals, don't get the depth of the satisfaction from those goals, and then really just drop the actions. We thought we'd get something, and we don't, so we just drop it. I thought if I would do this, she would respond. If I would do this, he would like me. If I would do this, they would grow up in a certain way. If I would do this... God would give me stuff. I had this conversation with a rabbi yesterday. How many of us are raised in a world that if you do this, God gives you this, and if you don't do this, God doesn't do that. Like it's it's sort of a very easily understood quid pro quo, quid pro quo world. And so people grow up in religious communities and in religious environments, and they're thinking like, "Well, I did this for God; He should give me this." Like they're they're like they're like horse trading with God. So even their spiritual stuff is really just physical. Like they're not really interested in a relationship with God. They're interested in God hooking them up with something. So they become more religious or more spiritual because they want to get something from God. So there's like this inner desire that their soul has to create something deeper with God. And it manifests as, let me see what I can get from him. So it could become physical very quickly. And then many times, especially for very physical things, the impact doesn't give you the deep satisfaction. It makes you feel like you don't have it because it, you, you get your goal, but it doesn't feel like anything afterwards. This is a big issue with very successful people. They achieve their goals and don't feel any shift in their inner happiness. And so now they're totally lost because at least beforehand they thought that the reason why they didn't feel inner happiness was because they didn't have their goals but once they've achieved their goals and they don't get it then where do they go next this is where drugs start showing up and where crazy partying starts showing up and destructive behaviors and depression like a lot of this like tip of the iceberg type things like that top 1% that big world if you will not everyone's like this but there's a big world where you look sometimes at people that have incredible success and you go why how did you ever why would you ever do this and some of the reasoning is because the physical success is not translating into any spiritual satisfaction and so they wake up in the morning and they're like I don't feel really satisfied and I have nowhere else to go and we all have it at some point which is why we drop our actions after we've become pretty good at them. Which is why we give up along the way. Now, what we're trying to change is the paradigm here. And the paradigm is if you if if what you're looking for in your action is your action, right? Mitzvah gura mitzvah, the action leads to better action. And you shift the mentality from I can't wait for my impact to I can't wait to get better at this. What that does is it gives you an openness to delve into the action itself so that you could understand your reasons for it, so that you can deepen your own relationship to the action. 
why do I do this for? Why do I want to be kind? Why do I want to be generous? Why do I want to make more money? Why do I want to look better? Why do I, like, why do I want the things that I want? What do I want to do this job for? Why do I want to leave my this? Right? Why do I want to go off my own? Like all these questions that are driving people. Well, when you spend the time thinking, well, what do I want to do? And let me get better at that. You now open yourself to start to change your relationship to the action. You're not thinking of the end anymore. You're thinking of the means. And now you can get good at it. Now you can stay focused on it. There's a famous story of, I believe it was Steve Jobs, or maybe it was Tim Cook, the current CEO of Apple. Apple was at an investor presentation once, and there was a table in front of him. And he turned around and he pointed to the table and he said, you know what's amazing, gentlemen, is that everything we do can fit on one table. All of Apple's products, the phone, the iPads, the, the little laptops, they can fit on one table. He said, and I think, I think our, I don't remember what the number 40 billion is, whether it's their revenue or their, or their, or their cap. I don't, I don't know, but it's $40 billion. Everything fits on one table. And the reason why they're so successful is because they're focused. So if you only have a few products and you have an enormous company with geniuses, you're going to make a phone that everyone in the world wants. And you're going to make iPads that everyone in the world can't live without. And you're going to make a computer that's better than any others. And I can tell you when I go to work, they're all on whatever. And I always tell them one thing, you got to get me an Apple. There's, it doesn't even compare. You're focused on something, you can get good at it. Understand that this world is designed to stretch us out of our focus. And so when you get into an action and you're already thinking of the impact, you start making calculations like we spoke about earlier, and you're like, oh, I'll get that. And then you go to the next action, the next action, the next action, because you want more and more and more stuff. And all that does is it just stretches your, your mind, it stretches your abilities. It takes you out of focus. So at best, you're doing your action from a mediocre perspective. And at worst, you've, you haven't really connected to why you're doing it in the first place. And so as soon as something changes, either you stop wanting that goal, either the goal isn't exciting, or you have something more pressing in front of you, you drop it. But if you take the time to figure out, like, what is it that I want to do this year? What are the goals I want to hit? So what, what actions will get me closer to that? And then you start looking at the actions and start saying to yourself, hey, what I want from the action is more of the action, more of the activity, more getting better at it. You start to get better at it. You start to figure out how to get better at it. You start to look at the feedback that you get and you, you're not upset because you wanted the impact already. You're not mad that no one likes. You're not mad that everyone doesn't love you for the thing you do because that's because you. That's only if you wanted impact. But if you want to get better at the action, them not loving you is feedback. That's going to help you get better. 
you start to change your relationship to it. You start to ask deeper questions. You have the freedom to. Because once you start getting good at the thing that you're doing, your mind is free to go deeper. And you start to create a much deeper relationship with why you do what you do, which allows you to keep on doing it or drop it. But, but the most important piece is that what allows you to do more than anything is use and live your potential. So you, the essential you, is not the same person. That's what feels amazing. That's what we are all after. What we're after is this feeling that I am tapping into the potential that I have been given in this world. We don't know how to listen for it, so we assume that translates with the rest of the world telling me. So we assume that it's impact that's going to make me feel like I'm achieving my potential. But that's not true. We can't rely on someone else whenever they're in the mood to give us the feedback that we need to make us feel good. Making us feel good is a knowledge that we have that we're living our greatest life. We hope for a good impact. We hope for the market to appreciate our actions. For sure. But if we need it, if we start to addict ourselves to need somebody else's approval, well, then you know how that works. You know what happens to people that need someone else's approval. They slowly start losing themselves. And they never, it's, it's a really hard slide to come back from. Because you start to manipulate your own mind based on the anticipation of what someone else wants. You know, this, like, for those of you who have kids or if you remember being a kid yourself walking into a room and saying a thing that's not you so someone else laughs and if they don't you feel like the biggest loser like that's not even you but you did it for the laugh but the kids already moved on to the next thing people live their lives this way going after careers or jobs or buying things saying things or acting in ways or not acting in ways because that's what they think is going to get the attention from the people they want until the people move on to the next thing and they're just chasing you know where that comes from? It comes from looking at what I do as a way to get an impact from something else. Once the paradigm shifts, what happens is the change, the impact isn't in the outside world. The impact is in yourself. That's what changes. The impact that you want starts to become your own spiritual evolution. You start to be happy knowing that you've changed knowing that you've come into this world and now as you go through the world you're changing yourself you're building your own car that's getting more and more advanced regardless of the road in which it drives that's the feeling that we yearn for that knowledge that we are evolving that we are changing that we're becoming the best versions of ourselves. That's that rut zone. That's that inner spiritual desire that gnaws at us every day. Be better. Be the real you. Ascend from the body. Live like a soul. Elevate the world around you. Don't worry about them bringing you down. Don't worry about whether they like you. They should like you. Why shouldn't we be loved? But don't obsess over that like yourself like yourself be proud of yourself 
It's an inner feeling that you're growing, that you're getting diff better, that you're year after year. It's not what you have. It's not what they tell you you are. It's who you really are. Once you can feel that feeling of I am growing, I am changing, I am really kinder than I was two, three years ago. I am really gentler. I am really more gracious. I am really more patient. I am really... I look at the world... I don't need the physical... I, I'm not moved by physical temptations as much. I'm a different person. I really have built myself into something where I have a real relationship with the creator of humanity. But it's real. It's not because I need something from him. Right? That's spiritual evolution. So let's just sort of like close out. It begins with this desire that we don't know what it is. And the desire travels through our brain that's really physical. So that, it, so that this desire now gets converted to some physical thing that we want. But when we think of what we want, we now know, okay, to get there, i gotta, I got to change what I do. So we start doing things. But if along the way we stop doing things to get something, but we do them in order to do them better, now we change the arrow from going out to going in. And then as we start to want just the expertise in the thing that we're doing, we get to ask deeper questions and connect to it more deeply until we start to realize that the action I'm doing, I got to do no matter what. I should be doing this action regardless of what anyone tells me, regardless of what the impact is. That's, what, that's just what the right thing to do is. That's, that's what I should be doing. And once we come to that realization, it's locked in forever because it's not about the outside world. And then we start to feel, hey, I'm changing. I'm evolving. And that's addictive. We don't need a speech to get pumped for that. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Think about something that we should be doing. Let's start doing it. Why wait? We have one life. Let's make it the greatest life ever. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again next week. Have a great weekend. Living on a lifeline The world doesn't ever seem to change Looking for the sunshine But you're caught up in the rain It's like your eyes Are wide open but you cannot see You're watching life Pass you by like one, two, three Walking in destruction The winds of life Blur your vision All the devastation Forever feels like you're on the run It's time no one else can set you free, you're locked inside, and only you have got the key.